You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel on 670 The Score. Back here on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program. To access prior shows, interviews, valuable resources on sports injury and fitness, please visit our blog at smwhome.net or sportsmedicineweekly.com. Dr. Cole, Baseball, even though it doesn't feel like it here in Chicago, is in the air, right? Spring is in the air, we hope. But spring training has begun for the Cubs and White Sox in Arizona. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, it, it's a really long season. It just it goes for a long time, and then the next thing you know, it's starting again. And uh, it's it's interesting because spring comes in Arizona, but it's we're, we feel like we're forever away from spring, and our guys are now having to go down on a pretty regular basis to, to get through spring training. So the time is here. Let's bring on a gentleman that has been uh, very active uh, with the White Sox. He is all season long the head team physician with the Chicago White Sox, Dr. Nick Verma, and professor and director, of course, uh, Division of Sports Medicine at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. And Dr. Nick, thanks so much for Joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly, we want to take the medicine side of this, of course, and spring training, and uh, tell us what you do down there, how many times uh, you've been down there, you've been in a couple times, I think you're going back, if I'm not mistaken, and um, how does the medical end go that the uh, players have to go through? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Um, so, you know, as Brian said, it really is a team effort to, uh, to take care of these guys, and uh, so for us... It all starts with uh, pitchers and catchers uh, reporting, which happened about uh, oh, 10 to 14 days ago now. We send a team down, including uh, three or four of our orthopedic surgeons and two of our primary care specialists, and we partner with some local physicians that help us out uh, in covering and taking care of the team uh, while they're in Glendale. Uh, then we have the major league uh, full team report that happens about five days later. Then we've got some uh, mini camps for the minor league team. And uh, next week we'll have full physicals for, for the minor league organization. So, you know, one of the differences between baseball and, say, basketball, for example, is just the, the minor league side is a huge endeavor um, with, you know, the five teams that they have in the minor league organization and the rosters that they have, players coming in and out. You know, it's, it's constantly trying to keep up in terms of who's coming, who's going, who's got an active injury, um, who's recovering from something that maybe happened last year or in the off season. Uh, and uh, trying to keep up with each of our trainers that that handle each of the different organizations. So so there's a lot of work that goes into it. Nick, you know, it's been I haven't gone to spring training in a couple of years just because basketball is directly overlaps. And is it, you know is everyone now getting like we for Bulls get preseason MRIs and all lumbar spine of all contracted players of all, lumbar spine and knees, and it's proven to be particularly helpful because there's so much pathology or abnormalities that just they coexist with that mostly doesn't come to light, but when it does, we can say what's old and what's new. What is the routine MRI evaluation you're doing now for the Sox? What does it include, if, if there is a routine? Yeah, so, so as you know, Brian, a lot of this is dictated by contracts and, and kind of what we're allowed to do based on the, the Players Association. And so for us, we, we don't do on our active players any routine uh, preseason uh, higher imaging. Uh, occasionally we'll get x-rays, but mostly only if there's a problem. What we usually are able to do is to obtain MRIs uh, at the time of a contract signing. So that's usually the opportunity that we have to get uh, MRIs. You know, for, for our pitchers, for example, they get MRIs of the shoulder and the elbow. Certainly if there's any active issues, then they'll get MRIs of other areas. Um, and we use it for two reasons. Number one is to, to try to get a sense of if there are any active issues that may pose a problem over the length of the contract. But as importantly, as you said, it's, is it's very helpful for a player that has an asymptomatic um, elbow 
but then develops symptoms a year later or two, la- uh, two years later. In many of these cases, what we find is that even though they're feeling healthy, they're throwing 90, 95 miles an hour, we see some changes on an MRI scan. And so the problem becomes when they develop symptoms is how do we know whether those uh, changes that we see on an MRI scan are actively related to the symptoms. So to have a pre-MRI from a year or two ago is very helpful to kind of determine what's new, what's active, and, uh, and what can we ignore. Visiting with Dr. Nick Verma, head team physician with the Chicago White Sox. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. Dr. Nick, a lot of fans want to know, you know, I think unlike many, many years ago when players came to spring training to get in shape, how in shape are these guys? And uh, are there a lot of, is there a lot of cardio that's done during uh, spring training or baseball drills that these guys haven't done in the winter? Or are they fully ready to go? Yeah, you know, I think nobody's ever fully ready to go until the season actually gets underway. And as Brian said, you know, part of baseball is it's, it's a long, grueling season. I mean, these guys are playing 160 regular season games plus the preseason games. So, so there's a lot of uh, time and effort that goes into it. I think what we're seeing, um, fortunately, is that players are coming in at a much higher level than they probably were uh, 10 years ago. And that's just based on... Um, what we know about training regimens, nutrition, uh, their access to, to health care and training in the offseason. So almost every one of these guys is, is very active in the offseason from a training perspective. They work with a combination of their own team as well as our team who kind of keeps oversight over, over where they are and what they're doing um, to, to find the best regimen for them. You know, we, what we do see is that over the course of a long season like this, you know, there's natural deterioration, there's fatigue, there's uh, um, changes that happen, particularly on the pitching side. Um, and the goal is if we can start them at a higher level, we can maintain them kind of above the level after which they may start to experience breakdown or symptoms. So we're, we're fortunate in that players are much more now involved in their own care and taking care of their bodies year-round and, and making sure they're coming into camp um, at a level where they're ready to go. Nick, let me ask you a question about pitchers. You know, for when our guys report in October, they're still reconditioning. You're so, talking about the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls, sorry. So what what happens with the throwers in terms – I know they're active offseason, um, yeah. but there's no real – like we have summer league and, 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 even, and the veterans, truth be told, the veterans often don't participate, but they'll play. You know, they'll, they'll do pickup basketball, things of that nature. But are the throwers – do they have to throw – do they start to throw to throw, if you will, uh, to get back into shape? Or are they often, you know, what's their general conditioning, especially, let's just talk about the veterans. What, what, what do they typically come in with and how much of, a, of a, gr- a growth or improvement with conditioning is there over, say, the next four weeks? Yeah, so I'll just kind of give you the overview. You know, most of them will be done, uh, let's call it October 1st when the season's over. Hopefully, you know, for us, we play into October, but we haven't the last uh, several years. So season's over. Uh, typically what they do is they shut it down for about six to eight weeks. And when I say shut it down, they're usually done throwing until about Christmas time. Now, they may take two or three weeks off and then start doing general conditioning work and strengthening work, aerobic training, all of the other things. But they're usually not throwing until after uh, New Year. At that point, they usually start back into a throwing program. They'll start with some light tossing. But by the time they get to camp, most of them will have thrown, you know, somewhere between four and six bullpens just to kind of get the arm active again and start working their way back into, uh, into a throwing form. As you, as, as you guys know, I mean, it's, it's only a two-week duration between pitchers and catchers reporting and the start of, uh, of, the, of uh, the spring schedule. So they don't really have a lot of time to get up and rolling 
um, in order to be back active and throwing on the mound. So they definitely do that before they get to us. Again, visiting with Dr. Nick Verma, head team physician with the Chicago White Sox. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. So any surprises, uh, Dr. Nick? I know we don't want to talk specifics with players, but uh, guys that uh, maybe you performed a surgery on or, you know, someone in the off season, and you're, you're, you know, do you ever come here and say, wow, you know, in Arizona, we're, uh, we're surprised at how good that guy's doing or, you know what, we need to, we need to work with this guy, whether it's nutrition or uh, getting in better shape. I mean, do you get there and there's some surprises for you? Uh, I think there, there, you know, there always are surprises. Unfortunately, you know, as Brian will tell you, taking care of the Bulls injuries are part of the game, and um, you know, I think that's um, that's been a frustration sometimes for management because the best laid plans are are just an injury away from uh, from changing the the course of an organization over the short term or the long term. Um, I think in general, you know, without talking about specifics, we're much more active now about looking at things like nutrition and uh, optimum weight management, uh, sleep management all of the kind of the peripheral things that, that uh, go along with not only the sports medicine care that we do. Um, I think in general, fortunately, we, we're pretty healthy for this time of year, but, um, but fingers are always crossed to make sure we stay that way. Yeah, I mean, I think, Steve, the other thing is just in general, it is clearly a team approach. It's very hard for one person to do, take care of an entire team. I think one of the greatest things that um, Rush and Midwest Orthopedics bring to the table is that it's been a collaborative effort. We have, I think we're up to nine sports doctors and seven primary care sports physicians and you need that kind of depth but truth be told nick does do the lion's share i mean this is it's an amazing responsibility when you're the baseball schedule is is really really challenging i think frankly more challenging than basketball i don't we don't get rain delays and double headers and things like that so the time commitment is is enormous but nick you've you've done a, a seamless job you taking over for chuck bush joseph and um, I will say that, you know, you, you, you don't show the signs of stress and you're keeping things in check. And I know how the time commitment is for you, and you've done an amazing job that way. And I think the Sox organization is, is uh, they're very grateful for what we all bring to the table, but I know they're very grateful for what you bring to the table on a regular basis. Nick, one other question yeah. uh, as a takeaway here. We're almost out of time. For the Little League parents out there and even the high school parents, um, whether it's girls softball, boys baseball, the pitchers are starting. You know, we've had a cold winter here. Kids have been throwing indoors. What suggestions do you have as they start to uh, try out for their teams and ramp it up and uh, hopefully eventually get outside here in a couple weeks? Yeah, well, I'll make three comments. Um, uh, Steve, first of all, is as we've talked about before, I think on the show a couple times now, is hopefully they haven't been throwing all winter because the, one of the biggest factors that we see, particularly in our younger throwing athletes that correlates to injury history, is throwing 12 months out of the year. So I'll say it over and over again. You really got to find time to, to shut your child down for a period of somewhere between 8 to 12 weeks to let them rest, do something else, stay aerobically active, work on your strengthening, but just get away from the throwing aspect. So that's number one. Number two is one of the things that we're seeing now is um, all of these emergence of weighted ball programs and other programs that are trying to generate velocity. And the, uh, the, the, the biggest factor that we see, particularly in UCL injuries, is directly related to velocity. So this is the time of the year that, unfortunately, we see the kids coming in. They say, I started a weighted ball program six or eight weeks ago. My velocity is up five miles per hour, but now I've got a sore elbow. So to some degree, you've got to be careful what, what you wish for, and there is such a thing as it's too good to be true. So 
I think for parents um, and for kids, one of the one of the issues that we've run into is everybody's focused on the speed gun now, and so the harder you throw, the 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 more likely you are to sustain an injury going forward. Um, and then you know, number three is I think as we start to get into the season, what they have to be careful of is just to make sure that they're not getting work too much. So another problem that we see not at the major league level, but at at the high school level, et cetera, is you know they're throwing for a high school team, they're working on a club team, they've got showcases that they're doing on the weekend, and they're really throwing much more than we would ever ask of one of our professional athletes. So I think the best advice is to stay involved and uh, make sure that um, you're checking the marks with regard to rest, um, not doing things that are going to get you into trouble, including ramping up velocity very quickly and um, and keeping the throwing at, a, at an acceptable level. Yeah, Nick, those are all great points, especially for our parents who are listeners. Uh, I'll just share a story quickly. I recently had a, I think it was my youngest one, a skeletal mature a uh, uh, high school kid, 14 years old. He's a freshman, and he was doing some type of showcase thing, just ramped up very quickly, torn on a collateral ligament. I, you know, usually they end up with sort of little leaguer's elbow, what have you, but 14 years old is pretty, pretty young, you know. So your your points are really, really good ones, and I hope the parents uh, take that advice out there as our listeners. We're out of time, Nick. Thanks so much for joining us. Dr. Nick Verma from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, head team physician with the White Sox. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We're out of time, folks, for this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our producer, Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. Also want to thank David Cole for managing our website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. Up next on The Score, early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Talk with you again next week. Take care. You've been listening to Sports Medicine Weekly. Heard every Saturday morning at 8 with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel only on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com Chicago Sports Station.